new drive with Goodman and Fry. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. And welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T Fry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, if you are looking for a great dinner tonight, and I'm not just talking about the best barbecue in town. I'm talking about a great dinner tonight. You need to head to Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew. You can find them in North Denver. It is hands down the best barbecue place in town. But their menu is more than just barbecue because Dave, the owner, he's had a past life. He's been a restaurateur. And they have so many great non-barbecue items on the menu. I'm telling you, their chicken marsala is as good, if not better, than any five-star restaurant in town. They also have fantastic desserts. The barbecue, outrageously good. I mean, I love the the uh, smoked corned beef Reuben. The ribs are fantastic. Uh, Terry, you've had the, I think it was the trio of the brisket, the pork, and what am I missing? The Something ribs. else? The ribs. Yeah, all great. You could, you could taste the smoke and all that stuff, couldn't you? Yes, and they had the ribs on a second visit there, just alone, and they were great. You, you had dinner by yourself. No, Helen was there. Oh, I thought you said you went there alone. No, I, what, I just had ribs. I didn't have the trio. Oh, I see. I mean, do, do you ever have dinner alone? <laughs> no. I love having dinner by myself. On the road, on the road, sometimes going to sit at the bar and eat eat at the bar. That's about it. Yeah, I, I usually like to bring my computer and read. It's like so peaceful to me just to sit at a table. Well, I don't like to sit at the bar, but I like to sit at a table and just read and just like spread out. And I love doing that. And you know what? Smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew, it's a great place to do it. You can find them again in North Denver. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. By the way, we have some breaking news coming out of Hockey. Uh, I don't know who this guy is. His name is Elliot Friedman. Elliot he Friedman. A- he's 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 uh, big time, big time reliable. Johnny Goudreau is going to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Johnny Hockey. How do you like that? Johnny, that is a huge move. Johnny Hockey going to Columbus. I don't know. That doesn't really sound right. Well, now it's Johnny Buckeye. Okay. He's an excited, uh, very exciting player. Perhaps one of the most exciting players in the game. Okay, and as Alex talked about about 15 minutes ago, the Avalanche are getting ready to have a press conference to talk about all of their moves today. Uh, Chris McFarland is going to be the guy at the mic. If he says anything that we need to pass along, we certainly will. These are the moves. Nothing has happened with Nazem Kadri. Uh, the Avalanche have negotiated with him for a new contract, but he hasn't decided where he wants to go as of 5.04 on a Wednesday. So what did they do and get done? A lot. And they are bringing back, I don't want to say the majority, but a good part of their Stanley Cup winning team that had a chance to leave. So with that, Arturi Lekkanen, restricted free agent, coming back on a five-year deal, $22.5 million. Josh Manson, coming back 
on a four-year deal, $18 million. Darren Helm coming back one year, $1.25 million. Leaving Darcy Kemper, no surprise at all. He goes to Washington five years for a little over $26 million. Andrew Burakovsky, not a big surprise either. He goes to Seattle on a five-year deal for $27.5 million. What I like about the moves that they made, and I'll throw uh, Cogliano in there as well, they brought back a lot of really good role players who know their role, who are grinders, who are good guys in the playoffs, good character guys. And that mix of those type of guys with the outrageous talent they have with McKinnon, McCarr, Landeskog, Rantanen, and Taves, to me, that is a formula that wins cups. And that's what we just saw less than a month ago. The three guys who, if you look at it, Burakovsky, Kemper, and Kadri had the three highest cap hits of the guys who were going to be unrestricted free agents and became unrestricted free agents. And so that that's not a complete accident. Burakovsky would have commanded a salary out of proportion to his contributions here. Darcy Camper, we've been through that. Uh, the thing about it, the, the only thing I'll point out is his deal at Washington is, is front-loaded. He's getting $6 million for three years, and then his salary goes down the, the last two years of his five-year deal. So that, kind of, that again... It, there's a lot of moves being made on the premise that the cap is going to go up and there's going to be a lot more room in two to three years under post-COVID conditions. And so we're kind of looking at it through a prism of current dollars and the, the league in some ways is not. They're, they're, they, are, uh, they are preparing for the opening up of a lot of room under the salary cap. But, now, but I do think, I do think uh, the, the real eye-opener remains in my mind in Shushkin. But they, it looks like they're going to be able to work in everything else under the cap, except for Nazem Kadri. There's $4.6 million left. Uh, they can do some imaginative retooling and trading, trading Sammy Gerard. We talked about that possibility. But right now, I don't think, I don't think Kadri's coming back. Well, they're going to have to do some creative things. So let's revisit what we talked about in the first hour. When you look at three guys that they can make moves with who make money, We'll start with Eric Johnson, who's making $6 million this year, and then his contract is up. I don't know how well it would go over in the locker room, specifically with his best friend, who is the captain on the team, Gabriel Landeskog, if Joe Sackick bought him out. But I, I think also, you, but I also think, Eric, that the fact that his, his money would be gone after next season is, sure. a mit- is a mitigating factor. Why, why go to the hassle of buying him out now, and you don't really get dollar for dollar in nope. opening up cap space there. So I think that move would be counterproductive. Okay, and I, and I won't disagree with you, but you would get $2 million more on your cap for this year, but I hear your point. Then you look at JT Comfer, who's making $3.5 million this year. Then he becomes a free agent after next year. And then you have Sammy Girard on a long-term deal making $5 million this year. And this is the conversation that you and I had at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. When I look at the defensemen that they have, now remember, listen, if you're going to make a trade, somebody has to be willing to take on that contract and want Sammy Girard. I understand that. It takes two sides to make a deal. But Sammy Girard is arguably no better than the fifth defenseman on on of their sixth. Oh, it's top, not even arguable. It's not even arguably that that is true. So, listen, there's no way you would ever give Eric Johnson $6 million at his age. 
but he's making six million because he signed a long-term contract. Six-year contract. A long time ago, right? Right. But but Sammy Gerard, when you look at their current core defenseman, is dramatically overpaid. But other teams realize that too. They do, but they also see the talent that he has too. It's not as if the guy can't play. Oh, he's got, he can he can be breathtaking actually watching him play. Right. So you know there there are so many teams out there that clearly have not looked at the way the Avs have built their team. Not granted, when you draft a guy like Kale McCarr, it's going to make your defense look a lot better. I'm with you on that. But they do have a great roster of their top six defensemen of size, speed, toughness, and all of those guys, as you have said many times, have the mandate to jump up into the play. They have all of those guys. Do you remember even interest, the interesting uh, past defensive pairing was, was McCarr was playing with Gerard for a while right. like two years ago? And, we, right. and I know I was saying, Geez, you can't play those two guys together because McCarr is not that big. And you okay, can, but then, then we found out that McCarr plays much bigger than he is. Right. So Gerard, I don't. It's not a. It's no disrespect to Sammy Gerard because there was a time when he was here that he was probably one of the most electric defensemen on the ice. Would you agree? Uh, absolutely. You know, and it but, goes back. It, it goes back to when you. You touched on the name was Tyson Berry, and that there were somewhat similar players. Barry's not as breathtaking as Skater, though. Right. But you don't need that anymore because you already have breathtaking on your roster. And maybe there's a team out there that looks at the Avalanche and it's a copycat league. Maybe we want our defensemen to jump up into the play, too. But unfortunately, we built a Patrick Wah <laughs> type of roster where we want big, lumbering defensemen. And maybe that's one reason why we didn't make the playoffs. By the way, do you know one, one guy... Uh, who joined the Avalanche organization midway. Patrick Waugh was the head coach from 2013 to 2016. Do you know who joined the organization in 2015 and Patrick did not get along with? Who? Chris McFarland. Oh, is that right? Yeah, Pat Patrick was uh, of the view that they were getting too much to be Columbus West and because uh, Chris McFarland came from the Blue Jackets and some other moves were made that had connections to the Blue Jackets. And it was really the irony there is, guess what organization Jared Bednar came from? Columbus. Columbus. Right. Well, how much do you think Wah is seething right now that the job he really wanted, which was making the final decision, has now really been handed over to McFarland, even though we know Sackick makes the final yeah, decision? Yeah, and Patrick, Patrick also wanted to be general manager at Montreal. That would have been his dream job. So why isn't he the GM there? He didn't get the job. Oh, I wonder why. They they hired a former player agent, uh, hearkening memories of Pierre Lacroix. Or maybe they hired a guy who's easier to deal with. <laughs> or a guy who doesn't kick and scream when he doesn't get his way. Or a guy who quits on his team. Well, we've been through that. I don't think he quit on the team. I think he was uh, he was moved, and he he felt he had been misled. Okay. Getting back to Gerard, he's expendable. It's not that he's not a good player. But with, again, being a copycat league, there's a, there's a defense out there somewhere in the NHL where they don't have a breathtaking skater, and they might want one. And they look at Gerard, and how old is Gerard? He's not that old of a guy, no, right? No, I, I don't have it off top. I'm going to say 24. Okay, so Sam Gerard. This 24. Is really good. 
He is 24. And how many years does he have left on his contract? Probably about four years left. He signed a seven-year deal for $35 million. So in about three years, if this guy grows as a player. Sam Girard's under contract through 2026-27. He will be a deal in about two, three years if he continues on his trajectory as a scorer and a great skater, right? Yeah, and I, I do think one of the weaknesses in our judgment sometimes is that we don't take into account that something three years from now will look like a bargain compared to today. And that's why that's why I look at a guy like Gerard, who is a unique player in today's NHL, and you have him cost-controlled <laughs> for the next one, two, three, four, five seasons. You know why I'm laughing? Because Gerard is under contract for exactly as long as Kale McCarr is through his extension. And he's under contract I, longer than Josh Manson is even now. Okay. Well, listen, I think there's a team out there that might want him. Because, again, how the game is changing. And I keep repeating this over and over again. This is a copycat league. It's a copycat league. No question about and, it. And, oh, by the way, uh, before... Gerard got run and his sternum got broken. Is it fair to say he was playing pretty good defensively and he was pretty good physically despite his size at 5'10", 170? Oh, I don't know. I, I would give him a nodding, a nodding concession and he was playing okay. He was better. How's that? Okay. He was, he was better than we had anticipated. Because we both thought that he could be, well, I'll speak for you. You thought he'd be a major liability. Yes, I did. But then again, I remained silent, and I didn't disagree. Particularly in, in the kind of the ratcheting up of physical play in the playoffs. Now, we're talking about a team that, that is uh, uh, breathtaking, breathtakingly exciting in the regular season. It, does, it did change a little bit in the playoffs, and even Sammy Gerard. And in that situation, after we saw what happened against Vegas the year before, in that situation, Sammy Gerard was a bit of a liability. Okay. Uh, by the way, here are the numbers on Johnny Hockey Goudreau. Eight years, $10.5 million a season. How's that strike you? That's pretty exciting hockey player. Yeah. By, by the way, Max Paxatori and Dylan Coglin, who played for Vegas, they're on their way to Carolina. Does that move the needle for you? No, not really. Okay, I I just thought I Johnny G is he's most exciting. He's one of the most exciting players in hockey. He's a little guy. I think he weighs 150 pounds, and he was a great college player at Boston College. I wonder if in the deal he got uh, Buckeyes season tickets for football and for basketball. (laughs) Probably coming. He probably right probably did coming up after the break. ESPN's Jeremy Fowler's done a terrific job. Breaking down position groups, listing the top 10. Talked about running backs yesterday. Javante Williams was number 10. Today he did wide receivers. Did Judy, Sutton, did they hit the list? Tim Patrick, were they honorable mentions? We'll talk about it next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com.
Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T Fry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber, the public go to RMFP.com. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance, the Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303 790 8089. That's 303-790-8089. ESPN's Jeremy Fowler continuing his series on listing the top 10 players for each position group in the NFL today. Talking about the wide receivers, as articles are based on interviews with executives, coaches, scouts, and players. Um, So he had top 10 wide receivers. Then he listed 12 honorable mentions. There were no Broncos on the list. I'm not going to ask you if you're surprised because right now, none of them should be on the list right now. None of them should be on the list, but do you think next year, one of them could be on the list? Absolutely has to be. If Russell Wilson is effective at all, at least one of them has to be on that list. I am wondering whether Jeremy Fowler threw out the idea of projection at all in his ratings, or it was exactly where these guys rank right now. I suspect it's the latter. Say that one more time. I expect he he put in front of the executives, coaches, scouts, and players saying who's the best right now without getting into any projections involved with who their quarterbacks are oh, he did. Going, going to be moving forward or anything like that. No, I don't, I don't think that any of these are based on projections. But I got to tell you, looking at the wide receivers on this list, I didn't realize how many great wide receivers there are in this yeah. league. I mean, it is... It is stunning how many great wide receivers there are in this league. Now, you know, you brought up Russell Wilson, and I agree with you. Let's see how Jerry Judy and Sutton and so on and so forth, Tim Patrick and Hamler, how they do with a better quarterback. But I go back all the time and say this, and you have covered the Broncos, certainly not since day one, but since their glory days began with the Orange Crush. What I'm about to say, I'm not saying he's the greatest Broncos wide receiver of all time. What I am saying is he is the most talented Broncos wide receiver of all time. And I believe that is Demarius Thomas. Mm -hmm. He is the most talented wide receiver. Power, speed. Yes. Power, speed, everything. His hands at times, no question, were questionable. Brandon Marshall, one of the most talented wide receivers to ever play for the Broncos. Power, great hands, run after the catch, all of that. The best is Rod Smith. No question. But the reason, the reason why I'm bringing up uh, Demarius Thomas is, what were his numbers when he played with Kyle Orton and Tim Tebow? They were nothing. Let's wait to see what happens with the guy who I think you could make the case might be top three most talented wide receivers to ever put on a Broncos uniform, and that is Jerry Judy. Speed, route-running ability. I know his hands haven't been that good. He's still young. He hasn't caught a touchdown pass yet. Well, he hasn't caught, he didn't caught get a touchdown pass last year. Yes. Right. With that, look who's throwing him the ball. Look who's throwing him the ball. Eric Decker had pedestrian numbers until Peyton Manning got here. Mm-hmm. 
right? So let's wait to see what happens with these guys. But when I look at a lot of these guys on the list, there are a few exceptions, okay? But let, let's just run down the list, and I'll do it in order. Devontae Adams is number one. Who's his quarterback last year? Aaron Rodgers. Cooper Cup. He's number two. Uh, Matthew Stafford. Jamar Chase. Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson. I don't like Kirk Cousins as a quarterback, but he puts up huge numbers. So Justin Jefferson is number four. Tyreek Hill had had Patrick Mahomes. Stephon Diggs had Josh Allen. You, you sensing a pattern here? Yes. yes, I am. So which one of the three Bronco receivers, if Russell Wilson has a great year, shows he still has a lot of gas in the tank and uh, gets them the ball, which one of those three do you think jumps into the top 10? I don't know. Well, the top 10 is so impressive. Let's, okay. let's say who's going to be the highest rated of the three. Okay. Because here's the thing. Stefan Diggs, I'm, I'm just going to go through the top 10. Stefan Diggs is six. DeAndre Hopkins, who has the best hands in football, some of the best hands in football history. His quarterback is Kyler Murray. Mike Evans is outstanding at eight. Debo Samuel is a dual threat. And DK Metcalf is fantastic. That's the top 10. If Jerry Judy has an unbelievable season, and he probably has the highest ceiling, I'm still not sure he cracks the top 10. Because these guys are so stinking good and are proven. Although for Metcalf, who's thrown him the ball? Geno Smith or Drew Locke. So maybe Judy takes his spot if there's a big year. Let's see how Trey Lance does as the quarterback for Debo Samuel. Right? Right. So so maybe there's a chance to crack the bottom. But Jerry Judy, he, he's always open. And Russell Wilson, if he gets him the ball, you're going to see so much yak. You're going to yak. If the, if the Broncos are going to be successful under Russell Wilson this upcoming season, uh, I, I'm not saying it's un, it's absolutely has to be attached this way, but I would think that one of the three of them will crack that top 10 list next year when we would go, wow, they, they've really come into their own. And I'm going to take Tim Patrick to be the most the most likely one to do it. Tim Patrick? Yeah. To do, really? I love Tim Patrick. I do, but he's not. He, he is a possession receiver. That's what he is. And it's not a knock on him. And he's an unbelievable story, mm -hmm. but he is a possession receiver. I'll still take Cortland. him. What's that? I'll still take him. You think he scores more touchdowns than Sutton? Or he has more yards than Judy? Well, or more catches? Yeah, no he had way. more catch on catches than either one of them last year. Last year. By the way, okay, for the sake of argument, how many catches do you, do you gamble on sports at all? No, I don't. Okay, let's just say you did for the sport of it. How many uh, How many yards do you think Judy will have this year? Oh, 800. That's it? Yeah. Wow. 800? I know you don't like to gamble on sports, but can we make a bet pretty please? Pretty, sure. pretty, pretty please? Sure. Oh, my goodness. Because the over-under projections... For bet online, Judy, 74 and a half catches, 949 yards, six touchdowns. And I think he goes over on all of them. And he stays healthy? Yeah, health hasn't been a huge issue for him. No, it's always an issue for any, it's always potentially an issue. Well, duh. You can say that about any player. Yes, in any I sport. know. That's, that's my point. <laughs> but but, but you, just, you just threw it out there like he has a history of injuries which he doesn't. I mean, you could say, yes, if he plays 17 games, um, then yes, uh, I, I think he has a chance to go over. I, I think he has the best chance to go over a thousand yards. Last year, he played 10 games. 
Okay, but I think we can agree that if that if Russell Wilson is is as effective as we want, as they want him to be, and yeah. if, if he's if he's still close enough to the peak of his game to be if that effective, one of those guys is going to have to be in the ESPN top ten list of wide receivers next year. I, I think I think you can make that case for it, but I will tell you, I think they have a lot of weapons, and if he spreads it around, no one's going to have this unbelievable year you know you you look at some of these guys who were in the top 10 okay and let me just pull up this list real quick well you can belittle my so, choice of patrick but i think one of them has to jump no. up in there see th- this this is what i mean i think that russell wilson has more options than aaron Rodgers did he had Devontae adams is the guy cooper cup you, I don't want to say well he was the guy but, I mean, look but at is numbers. there something wrong if one of these guys becomes russell wilson's guy no, there's nothing wrong with it at all. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with it at all. But but you have transcendent wide receivers when you look at Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. Uh, I mean Tyreek Hill at the wide receiver position. I'm talking about when he played for the Chiefs. They were clearly the number one option. And and the guys playing second fiddle to them outside of maybe OBJ but he was injured with the Rams. These guys were clear-cut number one options. Mm -hmm. Like Stephon Diggs, clear-cut number one option. You can make the case Mike Evans isn't the clear-cut number one option because of Godwin. But when you look at the top five guys, they're going to have their numbers no matter what. Don't you think? Yeah, I do. I, I just think that Wilson just has a lot of options. And I love Tim Patrick. He'll catch 50 balls this year, but who's that taking away from? Right One to have that to have that hundred and ten yard catch season. Does Hamler Who's jump he, in there at all? Not he's a guy if he stays healthy. Mm-hmm. But if he is healthy, he he could this guy could average eighteen yards a catch, eighteen nineteen yards a catch, because there are very few quarterbacks who throw the deep ball better than Russell Wilson. So. He just needs to stay healthy. And I talked to him at the Hackett press conference, and he said he's he's right on schedule. So, man, if they have four really good wide receiver options, and then you have Javante Williams and Russell Will uh, and Melvin Gordon, mm-hmm. that they have a lot of skilled guys. So you don't have a Stephon Diggs where you know you're going to focus on him or a Devonte Adams. Agreed. Coming up after the break. The Open starts tomorrow. And if you don't know what the Open is, you know, in America, we call it the uh, the British Open. Over there, you call it the, the uh, British Open. They will throw hot tea in your face. Tiger Woods was asked about the Live Tour and what he thinks of the guys that went over there. Also, there are a bunch of guys on the Live Tour who are playing in the Open. How important is it for that new tour to have a winner of the Open out of their tour? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. 
Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at TFry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is brought to you by Pinnacle Builders, the best in home remodeling. Go to PinnacleDen.com. Okay, we'll talk about this Tiger Woods stuff in the open and the live tour tomorrow because wanted to let you know what happened at the uh, Chris McFarland press conference today. Of course, he is the new Avalanche GM. He said that the Avalanche are still in play for Nazem Kadri. And here is a quote from McFarland. We've asked Naz's agent to keep us in the loop on it. Obviously, he's a high-priority player, deservedly so. That's the best that I can say on that. So... What are you reading into that? That it's still alive, and they hope to maybe, maybe check out what could be possible with making a trade that would open up enough cap room. Right. So you're looking at it as they have made the offer, okay, and then, or well, what do you think they offered? If you had to guess, how much? Yeah, I'd say seven million. But, I think but the right. term, but the term is more important actually for a guy who's 31 years old and looking for his last contract. True. I think right now, and we talked about this at the top of the four o'clock hour, top of the five o'clock hour, I think for McFarlane, he is looking to make a deal to free up cap space. And he could look at Nachushkin and say, well, he's, they, his cap hit is what, $8 million, but it's based, it's also front loaded. I mean, but, yeah. yeah, it's back. Yes. It's front loaded. Nachushkin's is. Yes. So if you front load, you mean you, there are imaginative ways. It, it, it just all comes back to whatever the cap hit is for that year. So that, that, however they can work it. Right. And looking at their cap situation now, they have $4.6 million left. If you find a way to trade Gerard, if you find a way to trade him, suddenly you're at nine plus for and this it, upcoming season. And what he's doing is saying, I'll continue to listen to you as long as it's viable. Right. Codry's oh. saying that. My people will continue to listen. I want them still to continue to negotiate you and be, be part of the overall picture. Is it, I hate to say this about a guy who, you can make the case, has become a fan favorite after everything he went through during the playoffs. Is it really worth it to pay him 7-5? Yeah, I think it is. I think if you have the best second-line center and a guy who understands that that's what he is, and he's the best second-line center in the NHL, uh, then I think he's worth. And this all comes down to, again, the idea of in a couple of years, it's going to be less painful to have to be quoting anything that he makes. I guess my question is, how do they find a way to make room next year for the cap will go up? McK- it, it, went, you- it went up from 81 to 82 million. This, well, that's nothing. That's I nothing. know, but it's going to open up more next year. Well, looking at after this upcoming season, they have a lot of unrestricted free agents. Lots. Cogliano, unrestricted. Oh, but he, he, he'll be done then. Right. That's why so he's a one-year contract. That's why right. Helm is a one-year contract. That is so, literally year to year and most right. likely be a, they'll be, both be done after that year. So where, where's, the, where's the money going to come from for, for McKinnon? So they're going to need another six. Er, Eric, Johnson, Eric Johnson retires. His right. deal's up. Period. Right. And, and, if, 
end of story. That's six million dollars. Right. Well, you, you you might want to take some of that. Well, that's true. But you you think it's really that simple? It's, yeah, it's kind of funny that we haven't even talked about guys like Jack Johnson, who was making seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars this year. And right. and is he could would he be could he still be your seventh defenseman? Probably. But yeah. he's but uh, at some point you're going to have to move on and have younger organizational type defensemen move up too. I mean, this is who you have under contract for next year. And I don't want to say moving forward, but I'll say for next year or not, not 2023, not, not this upcoming season, but the following season, as you want to find the money for McKinnon Landis is under contract. So is Logan O'Connor, Rantanen, Nachuchkin, Kale McCarr, currently Sammy Gerard, Josh Manson, Taves, McDermott, Bo, uh, Bo Byram is a restricted free agent. So he's going to probably get a nice bump, probably to about three or four million a season, don't you think? Yeah, but the other thing is, you know, Kale McCarr has already signed an extension. So that's taken care of. And that's, that's really, really, I mean, I'm not breaking any news here, but that's really, really important that he's already committed. Right. So you think it's as simple as okay, uh, Johnson's yeah. gone. The money, the money just Pretty transfers close. right over. Yeah, you, you're, yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right. So they really don't even have to think about what they're going to do about McKinnon, do they? Well, yeah. It, I mean, already, they, they, he it's can't. already worked in. It's baked into the cake. Well, except you can't say, well, you were you were getting a raw deal for six seasons. Uh, you, you were getting a raw deal for a lot of years. So we're, we got to make it up for you. In the next deal, no, it has to be bargained at about exactly what the conditions are at the moment. So you can't, it can't be a, it can't be a blank check for Nathan McKinnon. But he's got to, no. get, he's got to get more than than Grantin, well, for example. Well, well he's stock. he's making six point three. If you give him, he had a seven year deal, right? If you give him what Eric Johnson is making this year, you can bump him to twelve point three. Yes, and you've already, think, and remember. Your quote best your other best player, Makar, is already under contract. That at be, nine. Yeah, and that would be the important consideration involved in that deal. Right. And and the only thing that you're really truly looking at is you gotta find some money for Bo Byram, but you will because Cogliano's probably not gonna come back. I don't know if you want to re sign Comfer. Helm is probably not coming back. But those guys are making such so little money that it's almost irrelevant. No, in, in not really. No. I, I mean, Helm, guys like Helm and Jack Johnson and uh, Cogliano, they're making so little money at this point that in the economic figuring, they're almost irrelevant. And that, I guess they're not irrelevant in the sense that if you plug somebody in making the same amount of money and, and are younger who are prospect types, uh, you've at least tread water financially. What do we have coming up on Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it? With the MLB All-Star Game on the horizon, concession workers at the stadium venue uh, for the game are taking a big stand. And nine years ago, an NHL legend had some very high praise for a young Val Nachushkin. We'll get into what he said next on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry on Mile High Sports. One day is fine and next is black. So if you want me off your back... Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. 
a no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. SmileLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T. Fry at Eric Goodman. Really, we're wholesale under the public. Go to RMFP.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Just in case you missed it, in December of 2013, Yarmir Yager said he had never seen an 18-year-old dominate with size and strength like Valery Nichushkin. And Yager added, maybe it was his best three games that I watched, but this guy is going to be the best in the world one day. That's quite the compliment coming from a guy like Yager. Uh, what do you like best about Nachushkin's game today? Is it his goal scoring, his size, his forechecking? No, his relentless forechecking. He's, he's absolutely gotten to be one of the best in the game at that. I would agree with that. I think he's a, he's a very physical player, uh, but I think he does a lot of things. The best thing about his game is his forechecking, but he does a lot of things really well. He's not great at anything except for the forechecking. You could also move him up and down your lines, and you're not going to see huge drop-off. Did you see that on a related note that Yager sent out a tweet today reminding all NHL general managers that even at age 50, he's available to come back? Who said that? Yarmir Yager. No. The ageless no. wonder. I wonder what the uh, I wonder what the abs will have to uh, cut from their <laughs> payroll in order to get him. Probably nothing. Right, exactly. He'll play for free. Uh, a strike by Dodger Stadium. Concession workers leading up to next week's uh, 2022 MLB All-Star Game is a possibility. Unite here, the union representing roughly 1,500 food and beverage at Dodger Stadium announced on Monday that 99% of those workers voted to authorize a strike that could begin at any time. Uh, members of the union are seeking a fair new union contract. Uh, what do you think the end result will be? Will there be no concessions during All-Star Week? Well, you got to have Dodger dogs at the All-Star Game. That's an absolute must. they got to work it out so they can. And I, I hope the Major League Baseball Players Association is at least uh, show sympathy with the workers. So what you're saying, Terry, is you don't care about people. You just want to make sure you can eat the food you want. Yes, my Dodger dogs are right up on that list. And what make them what make them so good? I've never had. Them. It's just the atmosphere. It's like the, it's in Denver with the greatest hot dogs ever were at Lakeside Speedway. You just have to. It's the aura around them that makes them better. So if I had a Dodger dog in my house, it wouldn't be the same. Oh no, not at all. Yeah, yeah I'm not buying that. If food's great, it's great. It's great. Well, you, you probably put ketchup on it anyway. I'm from Chicago. How dare you? Okay. Seriously? Did you really? You really think I put ketchup on? Yeah, a hot dog? I wondered about you that. You are lucky I'm not there to jump over the table and slap you across the face. Well, Alex will do it for you. What? What? What do you put on your hot dog, tough guy? I put I'll tell you the way mustard, you mustard and onions. Okay, I go mustard and onions too. But if you put on a slice of pickle, it's still really good. But I'm good with mustard and onion. What kind of mustard, by the way? Uh, any kind of mustard that's available. No, no. Gray poop. Gray poop on. Wrong. Yellow mustard and onion. That's actually what I do. 
Good, because you would not be invited back. No, they wouldn't even let you land at O'Hare or Midway Airport if they found that out. Yes. I bet. I think it's the question. It's the question they asked me at the counter. I'd be willing to bet you sneak ketchup at home when Helen's not looking. No, I do not. No, I don't. I I don't know about that. No, I don't. I don't believe you. Uh, the Royals, Kansas City Royals, they have a vaccination problem as 10 players yeah. on the Royals on the 26-man roster will not make the trip to Toronto this week because they are unvaccinated. So that means a bunch of AAA and even AA players will get their call up to the bigs. Um, what do you guys think about this? I don't care as long as they don't get paid. I hope they don't get paid. They won't. The Phillies uh, had the same problem this week, and they, uh, those players will not get paid. I'm not going to even comment on it. I mean, if you choose not to get, listen, I'm dealing with COVID right now. Yeah. So, you know, and I got the vaccine twice. I got the original vaccine. I got the booster. Doesn't mean you can't get it. But then again, I can still do my show from my house like I'm doing right now. You can't play baseball. And you're you eating let down your te- You've yeah. let down your teammates. I haven't let down you, Terry, or Alex, or Nolan, or Nigel, or anybody else. Because I'm doing the show right now. We appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, uh, last one real quick here. Um, Wanted to get into uh, Tiger Woods. It's possibly his last open ever. Uh, Started in 1995. Um, What do you think? Does he make the cut? Does he finish maybe top 20? I won't be watching Saturday or Sunday if he doesn't make the cut, so I hope he makes the cut. I think he will. Has he said this is going to be his last open? Uh, He hasn't said, but I I mean, signs are pointing to it. I think he's going to take a picture at that famed bridge. So, I, I mean, I could see it being his last Hmm. one yeah i don't think he wants to be done i mean health permitting he could play i think he wants to continue to play and chase down championships if this is his last you know he's he's an icon i mean it's like when jack nicholas played his last he won at 46 at the at the masters right did he play any more masters after that do you know terry no i don't know yeah okay that was um uh, Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it. Always great specials. Right now, all Italian wines are 15% off. They also deliver as well in the Denver metro area. Any delivery over 100 bucks is for free. Stop by Colfax today and see why Westward has named Argonaut the best liquor store in Denver or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. That's going to do it for us, guys. Thank you so much for everything that you did at the studio today. Thanks, Terry. I got your text. I'm not going to reveal what it said, but is this good news or bad news? Uh, it's neutral news. I'll go into it in detail with you. Okay. Make it the best possible light you can.